Welcome to the Battleground Wisconsin. My name is Matt Brusky and I'm the Deputy Director here at Citizen Action of Wisconsin and welcome to the thaw. It is, it is, it's a beautiful day here in Wisconsin. We record Thursday morning. Robert Craig is not with us. He's actually in San Francisco this week at a conference. So uh, he has the day off, which is great. It does mean I'm flying solo, although I think as all you listeners know, I don't really fly solo. We have a producer here who we always thank, not always, almost always thank at the end of the show. His name's Brian Wildridge, and he almost never talks. You probably never heard his voice, but he actually does have a voice. And I'm going to force Brian to start the show just to introduce himself since I don't have Robert. And with us here on the panel this week, we also have Brian Wildridge, the producer here at Battleground, Wisconsin. Brian Wildridge, how are you? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, it's great to have you on. Just um, I'll tell our listeners a little bit. We don't often talk enough about Brian. And the reality <laughs> is this podcast, which, you know, we're almost at 500 episodes, Brian. Uh, oh, we probably oh, are because because we lost track somewhere. I don't know if our counting is exactly right, but we started this podcast during the uprising mm -hmm. uh, at the Capitol in Madison uh, under Scott Walker. And we couldn't have done that without you because you have all the equipment <laughs> that makes this pod. Now, Citizen Action has over time taken on a lot of this, but yeah. it started basically with your equipment because you're a musician. Um, tell our listeners a little bit more about like what it's like to be a producer for this podcast now, over 10 years consecutively running every Thursday morning. <laughs> well, um, it's one of the you know, the things that I really enjoy about uh, working here at Citizen Action because it uh, also helps me to say, stay up to date with what's going on in, in the state. And, you know, you guys cover a lot of great issues and it's great being uh, hearing the panel every week. Well, it's it's great to have someone like you because it, it, it the most work of the podcast, in addition to I put some time in before the show, obviously, thinking about what we should be talking about, putting together topics. Robert also contributes a lot to that, obviously. Uh, Brian will occasionally also. Um, but but also after, I do a lot of the, I do image generation, often you know generate the sparse and simple text describing what we talked about and uh, take care of getting stuff on the website. But Brian produces the whole show, i.e. goes and cuts out you know the Oz and M's, the chunks when we rearrange things. Right. Number of things. It's a podcast, folks. It's not a live show. And I am not a professional. <laughs> well, you've come and, a long and way. Certainly neither is Robert. We, of course, have to clip him all the time, right? Just too much talk, talk, talk. No, 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 no. We, of course, appreciate Robert's uh, insightful thoughts. But Brian, you know, just your perspective, like, what do you what do you what do you find the most challenging or interesting, I guess, part of the podcast from your perspective every week? Well, it's changed over time. Um, the because before COVID, right, we did it all in person around the desk at work. And that was great because we could control the audio from my world. The audio was important, um, better. But uh, and then also we could also, you know, you guys could feed off each other or the guests like because you're just sitting across from each other 
but now we've you know moved to the zoom world i think the challenges are a lot of just like knowing when to speak you know mm -hmm. and the pauses and the and and the glitches with the internet that is actually a big a big problem on the audio side of things you know it's interesting brian you mentioned that that that's like it's absolutely right i feel that and i think that that is a common experience that a lot of folks are experiencing in their own work no matter what it is where we've gone from everything being being intensely in person mm -hmm. and you know this idea that you need to be in the office uh to one where that is there's a lot more thought about when and where do you need to be in the office and you're absolutely right uh it has changed a little bit work it's there's some great benefits yeah. But there's definitely some drawbacks in terms of we're just in person a lot less. Um, but right. uh, that's an interesting insight um, and appreciate that. One of the things that I do like about the Zoom mm -hmm. is we can have a lot more guests and have more guests because it's definitely. much better to do the the Zoom format than it was to have them via phone, which is what we would do if they couldn't come in the office in the past. And so that is a big uptick. So, for example, today... Yes. Folks are not going to just have to sit here and listen to you and I. <laughs> We've got a couple of guests that are going to come on. And thanks to Zoom, um, uh, Christy Tweed, who is our brand new organizer here in the Driftless region. And that that co-op is going to join us from the lacrosse area, right? Which we would have had to done by phone. And also we're going to be joined by Pio from the Delta Beer Lab um, later in the show uh, where we all the month of January had been working on fundraising with them and received a, a very nice check last night um, from them. And they're Ma in Madison, Madison right? Yeah. And so they will be joining us um, later. And so that's sort of one of the benefits of Zoom. But um, Brian, thank you for indulging yep. me and forcing you to talk on the show. <laughs> but I no think problem. it's important for our listeners to understand. And one other thing, a plug for Brian, the, the reason we were able to do this too, and that Brian had all this amazing equipment in 2010, 2011, back before podcasts were really popular, and we have continued to do this every Thursday, um, is actually mentioning last night. It's one of the things I'm most proud of, actually, of all my work here, Brian, at Citizen Action is the podcast and that we have done this every week. It's very challenging. I think anyone could think of doing something consistently every week, same time, pretty much the same every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we miss maybe, maybe three or four weeks during the year due to maybe. holidays and right. just, um, but otherwise we do it every week. Um, and I appreciate it because it's, it's an opportunity to talk with a lot of fellow activists around the state about state level issues, which Brian has been the coverage of that in the time we've been on has virtually diminished to very little. It's almost all online sure. now. Uh, the newspaper right. coverage, TV of state and local is so sparse that um, I feel like the need for the show has increased even as um, let's just say there's a lot more podcasts out there, a lot more um, you know opportunities right. for people to get this kind of content. Exactly. We just became a, you know, anchor for, for this content, for this type yeah. of content. And uh, it's been, I think it's been great and an anchor for Citizen Action. And, uh, you know, I like to thank all listeners out there because, uh, you know, the, the six to 800 listeners a week who uh, support us, that's just awesome. And I'm glad that they've stayed with us. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. 
And also want to encourage you, we don't do fundraising much really on this. Um, we have lately for our Supreme Court Action Fund, um, again, uh, what Delta Beer Lab has been raising money for all January. Um, want to encourage you, our listeners, to donate to that. We'll again have a link um, in the web text on our website. Um, please, please donate. Do what you can. Um, we are getting close to starting to launch that work. It'll be full, full-throated after the uh, primary. Um, but please, please donate. We know this is a historically important race. Speaking of that, Brian, um, I do want to just give a quick update on the Supreme Court race, right? We talk a lot about this being a historic Supreme Court election. Um, and this week, uh, there's some pretty important news, I would say. One, Janet Protasiewicz is up on television and up significantly, at least here in the Milwaukee market. I assume it is in other markets. I don't know. Um, haven't had time to get that full information, but it's it's important because this is a, again, these are low turnout elections, and especially in the primaries in spring, low information elections. And so um, there is no other significant ad buys up. I know I expect we'll start seeing significant stuff from the two conservative candidates. I, We will see about Everett Mitchell. Um, and again, I want to remind our listeners, Citizen Action has endorsed both Everett Mitchell and uh, Janet Protasiewicz and think they're both uh, would be outstanding justices. Um, the other thing that has really come up this week has been the sort of fight within the Republican, I'll just say it, the Republican side of this, uh, between Doro um, and Kelly, Kelly saying he will not commit to endorsing Doro if she wins um, and him. And let's just say conservatives in this really just hack, 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 hack effort to try to somehow suggest Janet and Everett are out of lines for suggesting what their values are on broader issues. Um, and suggesting somehow that that is in violation of the judicial conduct. It's absurd. They're just starting. Let's get clear here. They're just starting to match what conservatives have been doing for over a decade, multiple decades, and the politicization of the judicial side. In fact, we've talked about it on the show for years we've been frustrated that progressive judicial candidates weren't more for forthcoming didn't tap in to some core values to get our base voters motivated and understand why these races are so important while the other side was throwing red meat talking about you know how conservative they were and and, you know, being very clear about their values, announcing endorsements with the NRA, all kinds of things. Justice Kelly, he's no longer Justice Kelly, former Justice Kelly. His campaign office was in the Republican Party's office. OK, so like. This is, you know, this idea that somehow they're violating any judicial conduct or code is absurd. It's a phony issue. Um, and who cares? They can chirp away about that all they want. Um, Justice Jan, it's absolutely right to be talking about abortion. It's a huge issue. It matters a ton. And it does. She's not saying exactly how she'd rule or anything like that. She's just speaking about a core value that 
she feels, right? And that relates to basic constitutional rights. Anyways, I don't want to dive too deep in other than to say um, they're deeply in a much more bitter war on the conservative slash Republican side. There's no doubt about that. Um, while I think there are differences between um, uh, Everett Mitchell and Janet that are clear, and again, I encourage folks to watch our forum if you want to see what those differences are. They're important, I think. They're going to matter for me. Um, but, you know, neither was like attacking <laughs> the other or suggesting the other wouldn't support and doesn't understand the significance of this race. And again, I'll remind our listeners, right? Like the balance of the court is at stake. Um, so super important. We're going to continue to talk about it. We'll actually talk later in the show with Pyle from Delta Beer Lab, uh, who just had been supporting us and raising money because they too, and again, they're in Madison, actually interesting story. They're technically in Fitchburg, but uh, <laughs> they're in the Madison area, uh, you know, totally also agreed and really liked the fact that citizen action that we were not just in like Dane County or Madison, that we have a major focus in other parts of the state and have permanent organizing capacity. We will be joined later by some of that. That is uh, organizer Christy Tweed will be joining us. She is the new Driftless Co-op organizer. So all of that coming up in the show, we're going to hit a number of topics um, in the next segment, but we're going to take a quick break here at the Battleground Wisconsin. Again, we're Citizen Action. You can find us all over the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and of course, uh, this podcast, we're on SoundCloud, Spotify. Please share us, share us with other folks. It's very important for us to grow. Go on, like us, you know, rate us, leave comments. It all helps in the, you know, the metrics that go behind uh, whether we show up in searches and things like that. So please, please do that. Again, folks, you're listening to the Battleground Wisconsin. We're Citizen Action. You can find us at citizenactionwi.org. Welcome back to the Battleground, Wisconsin. Robert Craig is gone this week, so it's me flying solo. Although I'm going to have two guests. Christy Tweed, our driftless organizer, is going to join us very shortly here. Uh, we'll talk more with her. But before we do, I do want to mention very important. A Citizen Action released a healthcare survey this week. Um, it got a bit of media attention. We'll have links to that with the podcast. But a couple of things that I want to say that are really important about this research. It First of all, we did it in partnership with the national operation. And um, it, it's called Alterum Healthcare. And the survey it's really important. A couple of key things that it found: fifty-nine percent of, of of folks have experienced at least one health affordability burden over the last year. Basically, meaning that it's really put them in a bind. That's a huge number. And again, these are folks who both have or don't have health insurance. And thirty-nine percent said that they struggled. And again, these are Wisconsinites struggled to pay bills which resulted in them having things either like depleting savings, uh, having to go without 
necessities like food, heat, housing, or taking out loans, maxing out credit cards, 39%. That is a, this is a staggering number. And folks, most people have health care. So, right, this is within the existing system. It's very important. And again, 81% basically just said that they literally worry about their health care costs in the future. So, uh, again, new numbers. These are Wisconsin numbers, well over a thousand folks surveyed. And the reason I want to talk, wanted to talk about this and why this is so important is we're diving into a state budget fight where Healthcare, in a poll I just saw, as it even relates to the Supreme Court, it's the second issue. It's back up. And it's super important. These numbers show it's pressing on people financially, right? Let's remember the affordable health care did a great job of getting people access to health care. It is still not affordable. Let's be honest. It never really was set up that way. It had problems in it from the beginning. And so we need to continue to improve. No one thought that that was going to be the end of where we were going. And so this survey just really lays bare, folks, that it is imperative that Governor Evers, uh, you know, get federal Medicaid money in this budget fight. Look, the governor should have the badge care public option in his state budget. It's what we should do. It's what we should be running on. It's wildly popular. It addresses a lot of this. It puts pressure on costs and it makes sure everyone has access to affordable care, right? That's super important. Um, and I I want to give a shout out to State Representative Christina Shelton, who joined us in the release. Um, just an outstanding state rep. And she is the sponsor of the Badger Care Public Option standalone legislation, which we will be behind again but it should be in the state budget. These numbers demonstrate why this will be a central part of our fight. Folks get involved. We'll have a link again on the podcast uh, website information where you can sign up to get involved on the state budget with us. Also where you can just take some action behind a few core principles around uh, the state budget that we're supporting. So please check that out. But now we are, we have a special guest. I've been dropping her name already a couple of times, but I'm going to do it some more because I'm about to introduce her. <laughs> and that is our brand new, well not, brand new, maybe a little bit too, but new organizer for our Driftless Co-op, which is was the latest or most recent co-op. And we're really, really super excited to have Christy Tweed. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Matt. So Christy, you've been on with us now for a bit, um, and we're really thrilled that you took the time to join us today. Um, I asked you to come on because I know you have a big meet and greet coming up, but before you dive into that, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? Like, what's your background? What made you decide to take this insanely crazy organizing <laughs> job with Citizen Action? Yeah, so um, I live in Holman, Wisconsin. I've been here for about 30 years, raised my kids here. I, I have a son that's uh, 35 and I have twins that are uh, 14. So my kids are 20 years apart. So I've been raising kids for a long time um, in the area that I've all gone through the Holman School District. And I have been in marketing for a long time. I, I most recently owned my own marketing consulting firm. So um, I've always been passionate about politics 
And, uh, but it never was like all in, like I was passionate and I'd gripe and I'd, you know, do what everybody kind of does and follow things, but never really super got involved. And then during the pandemic, like there was all this craziness going on at our school board, um, people showing up, complaining about their efforts to keep our kids safe and, um, you know, not just complaining, but harassing. And I just felt like I couldn't sit on the sidelines anymore. And I jumped in and started organizing uh, people in our area to support our local school board, which kind of led me to get into the local school board race. I I, I helped candidates. I recruited candidates, uh, helped people ca uh, campaign for them. And that kind of led me to uh, some, uh, some people asked me to run for county board. So I went ahead and did that. And you know what? I loved it. I just love being a part, being right in the middle of it. And I had sort of made a decision that I just wanted to walk away from my business and be all in. So I called Representative Steve Doyle and said, what can I, you know, what can I do? And he said, you can come work for me. <laughs> so I went to work <laughs> for Steve as his field director for his re-election for the 94th district, his successful re-election. So, Very successful, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And it was fun. He says, I'm I'm the only crazy person that just like loves knocking on doors. I, I love talking to the people in our community. But as we all know, campaigns come to an end. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I heard about citizen action and I interviewed with you good folks. And I, you know, was obviously very nervous, but I knew right away I made the right decision. I felt like, hey, I found my people. This is where I need to be. Well, look, your story is a lot of people's story and it needs to be the vision is more people's story the idea that there's a lot of folks out there who care deeply about politics but most importantly they care deeply about their communities they care deeply about this democracy and they want to get involved and it just you know it it hits people at different times and we need more people to get engaged. And that's precisely what these organizing co-ops uh, in particular, the one that you're leading in the driftless do. We're trying to get folks who live in the community, in the area to, to pay small amounts to help support you and, and program and to do organizing in our community, both at the local level, but also be engaged in statewide and national strategies Um Tell us more about your, you're now going to lead this co-op and it, you have an event coming up, right? To, to sort of kick off and try to get people to come in and start to meet you. It's a meet and greet, uh, let's just call it. I tell our listeners more about that. And if you live anywhere near La Crosse, anywhere in the Driftless region, strongly encourage you to consider coming. Tell them more. Yeah, I'm super excited about this event and and I am going to plan, you know, similar events in other areas, but you know, I figured I'd kick it off at, you know, in my local area where I, you know, already have a a good base of supporters and we have a a strong progressive uh, uh community. So And there's over 100,000 people. Yeah. No small yeah. thing. It's a big right. it's a it's a big little community. Let's leave it at that. Right. On the beautiful Mississippi. I call it Lacropolis um, or LAX. Yes. It's our, our big city on the left coast. Yeah. So we're kicking things off 
with this uh, meet and greet or the Driftless Area Co-op Thursday, February 9th, next week, um, 530 to 7 at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship, which is at 401 West Avenue South. Um, we had a member that is a uh, that is also a member and was able to get us that space. So we're super excited to be there. Um, and, you know, it is a social and it's a good opportunity to meet me and to meet my director, Kate Felton. Um, I've asked Representative Steve Doyle to come introduce me and say a few words. So we're excited to have him. I'll say a few words, but it's a great time to just meet other Citizen Action members and other progressives in the area and find out more about what we're doing and how you can get involved. I mean, this is really the first step in building grassroots power and uh, building our action teams where we can make specific change, both here in our local area and at a state level. Yeah. And if you live anywhere in the Driftless area, please reach out reach out to Christy because what we talk about every week, she's helping and will work with you to put that into action on the ground. We are going to be involved deeply in the state budget fight locally. I know certainly in the lacrosse area, uh, there's huge plans around climate action planning and really trying to bring along um, a radical changes really when you think about it in our economy and all of this stuff is going to be decided in our democracy and we need to get people engaged in it uh, tell before we well it looks like we actually we're going to go to a break i'm going to have you stick around just on the back end to tell people a little bit more about some of the things that you know you're working on and then just to get out your contact info folks you're listening to the battleground wisconsin we're citizen action Welcome back. You're listening to the Battleground Wisconsin. Again, we're Citizen Action. You can find us at citizenactionwi.org. We're all over the socials, Twitter, Insta, Facebook. And we're really happy to be joined by Christy Tweet, our organizer in the Driftless area. So you told us we've got you got this big meet and greet. Again, folks, please consider going. But if you can't, still, please reach out. Give Christy a shout out, join, find out more, see how you can get involved. Uh, give our listeners a little heads up of some of the things that at least initially that you think you'll, your folks and you'll be organizing around. Sure. We've already got uh, the climate action team up and running and meeting on a regular basis. Um, we have plans to restart our rural issues team. Um, there's a lot going on with KFOs in our area. So that's a, a topic we're going to be discussing and making some plans to take action on. Um, and I'm very excited to get a healthcare group together. That's kind of where my passion is. Um, we really, the Supreme Court races, uh, super important this spring uh, because we need uh, at, at the very minimal Medicare expansion so that we can provide more people with coverage. So that's a, a issue near and dear to my heart. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways to get involved. So give me a call or, you know, email me and join a team or find out how you can help. That would be great. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm also super excited about is last fall, we did not have an organizer in the region. And so we were unable to run our deep canvas field program and get volunteers in the region learning how we're trying to have 
shall we say, deeper, longer conversations that are about some of the permanent work that you just talked about, not just about the specific election or a candidate, and have try to get people involved, but also try to, when we have people who are legitimately undecided, have deeper, longer conversations with them that hopefully help them move in a way to candidates we support that uh, is is beneficial. And we found it to be very impactful. And so people, if you are at all in the lacrosse area, please reach out, reach out to her because we're going to have field activities, both doors and phones and opportunities. And it's time to get involved. Uh, and we're really excited uh, to be able to launch this work this spring in the lacrosse area. Uh, contact info, shout it out to our listeners so they can uh, get in touch with you. Sure. And we have, you know, some canvassing coming up for the spring election, so we could definitely use help. We're going through the endorsement process right now. So anyone who um, is even interested, please give me a call at 608-317-1331, or you can email me, uh, which is easy to find on our website, which is Citizen Action. Uh, wi.org or you can find us on facebook citizen action of wisconsin thriftless co-op well first of all thank you for doing this work and committing and making the decision you did to get engaged and really become an organizer in this democracy really appreciate it and for taking the time this morning to come on and talk with us and let us know about your meet and greet in lacrosse folks in the lacrosse area, you need to get out, meet your new Driftless Co-op organizer. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for having me. It's been great. It's wonderful to have you aboard, and we'll have you on again. Let us know anytime you have something important going on in, in the lacropolis area or the Driftless region. I will. Thanks, Matt. Absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. Again, folks, please reach out to Christy. If you are in the area, want to get involved, again, election work is really kicking off here and or, you know, our permanent work. We intend to be seriously involved in climate action planning with the mayor and making sure that we elect in the future folks in the lacrosse area who are going to who are actually going to advance this agenda. Right. Not there to just dicker and talk about tax levies and rates and you know how the garbage is going but like this is a critical time where there's going to be significant resources for a lot of our communities flowing through the federal and state government to do major stuff around changing our climate equity and how our economies are shaped in our regions and we're either going to do that in a way that expands equity Right. That changes because right now, if we just implement the current green economy, 80 percent of the jobs are going to white men. OK. And so we have to we have to insert ourselves into that economy. And this is the perfect time to do it. A lot of leaders get that, but it's going to require our efforts in our community. So please, if you're in the lacrosse area, get involved in our co-op. We're doing this kind of work in all of our regions around thinking about how. Uh, we're going to implement these plans and our and 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 make these transitions, uh, and how challenging that is. A lot of our regions, those governments, have serious shortcomings in their ability to do grant writing and to go after this. We're going to try to think about that. We got to get smart. It's a huge opportunity. So get get engaged with Christy, folks. <laughs> 
I told you I'm flying solo today, but not really because we're wall to wall guests. <laughs> so I'm not going to have to fly solo or keep talking to you, Brian. I know as much as uh, that thrills you. Um, uh, I am really happy to welcome our next guest. It's P.O. and he is the chief beer officer at Delta Beer Labs in, well, I don't know. It's either Madison, the former city of Madison, or Fitchburg. Yeah, <laughs> we were, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we, we founded ourselves in the, uh, the former town of Madison, uh, technically now in the city of Fitchburg and uh uh basically eight minutes from the capital so we are we're we're in the heart of in the heart of madison and dan county uh well well we're really glad you, you you came on this morning and let me just let our listeners know why i asked you to come on we told our listeners before but some of you may not have heard this last month um delta beer labs was basically doing a fundraiser for us and they were taking their profits or their their all the money that came from tips and uh into going to support our work on the Supreme Court race. And so we're just amazed at this level of generosity and thoughtfulness in a in a business that wants to be connected to the community. And so we were thrilled to be a part of this. Now, Pio, tell us more about first of all, the this program that you do that you've been doing now for over 30 different organizations. Um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, tell our listeners more about this program that you did for us this past month and you do every month. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on Matt and good to see you, Brian. Um, we, 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 I've been professionally brewing for over 13 years um, and in Colorado, Minnesota and back home in Wisconsin. And a lot of my experience was on the, the, um, the brewery side of brew pubs. So there's a glass wall in between the, the production brewery and the restaurant. There, there are fabulous bartenders and, and um, servers, um, but there's a lot of people in the industry that because our, of our system of um, tip credits where you know a, a server could get paid $2.54 an hour or whatever it is, um, it forces um, our, our service industry staff to work for tips. Uh, and that's the structure that we have in America. And uh, I, I found that when when the majority of folks work for tips, they provide, uh, there, there's a calculation. I will do this much work to get uh, the level of tip I'm comfortable with, and I'll do no more work than that. So that means that they're not co uh, as committed to their fellow employee, their fellow uh, servers and beer bartenders. Um, they're not definitely not working for the mission of the restaurant that they're working in. And that's not true all, all across the board. Um, but, but I found it to be pretty common. And so when we set out to build Delta, um, and Delta is the, the mathematical and chemical symbol for change, we wanted to do things differently. So we decided we pay our staff a living wage, which is the city of Madison's living wage that changes every year, uh, plus revenue sharing because living wage isn't good enough. Uh, it doesn't allow you to go on vacation. It doesn't allow you to go out to eat. It's just survival. And so we've built that program in from the very beginning. Um, Delta is celebrating four years in uh, this month, in the middle of the month. And congratulations! Thank you. We we made it this far. That's like um, probably eighty in uh, most uh, small business years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have some gray hairs from the last couple of years. You know, we have we haven't turned a profit yet. 
Um, but all the things that I'm talking, I'm going to talk about that we're doing today are, I think they were important for our foundation to set us up for what can be in the future. So paying our staff a living wage plus revenue sharing, that helps us create a situation where our staff work for our mission. And our mission is to expand the community through quality local craft beer without barriers to gender, race, or sexual orientation. So it's very clearly defined um, the areas of focus that we have um, and that we only mentioned beer in that mission one time. You know, we, we, we do make beer and our, I think you can attest our, our beer. It's good. good. I can attest. It's good beer. And Robert, more importantly, who's a beer snob. And I say that with all the highest level of, uh, thinks your beer was excellent and can't wait to, I think it's part of why he wants to go back to your social event. The beer is good folks. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. No, you're great. You're great. Um, but yeah, so sometimes we, we forget to talk about the beer because of all the other things that we're doing. Uh, so with our staff working for our mission, um, we have a no tipping policy. Uh, if folks leave a tip, it gets donated to a nonprofit partner. And we started that program from when we opened. We change the nonprofit partners every month. Um, they We vet them through our mission. Um, and also, uh, ideally, we, we keep that money close to, to our, our hometown here in Madison. Um, we we uh, stretched it a lot for... for um, <laughs> Uh, our opportunity to work with you all because uh, we see the importance of um, working together as a state, working together as citizens to make a, a really big difference for everybody that's underrepresented at this point. Well, look, I, when you first reached out to us, you know, norm, it was an unusual, we don't normally get these kinds of offers. Right. Um, and what I was impressed with was you said, look, one, we know this Supreme Court race is historically important. We get that. Two, we realize that Dane County and Madison, like there's infrastructure. Turnout usually does pretty well. There's capacity. This race will be decided by how well do we do our work in almost all these other places around the state. Many of the areas we have organizing capacity and you wanted to support that. And I thought that that was shock not only shocking that you have this program where all your tips go to a nonprofit and by the way listeners if you do the math on 4 years that means they've done over 30 organizations and let me just say we got over 3 grand for our supreme court program i i hesitate to throw the number out but just to give you a level of the kind of commitment this is to a, a local nonprofit I mean, that's not nothing for us, especially to do for us to do political work that's focused. So um, it's a that's an outstanding um, to us. It, we were moved by it and wanted to try to figure out how can we make this work? Um, so the other thing and I you know, want to want to give you a chance to say any more about the program. But uh, folks, this month. Just to give you an idea, last night they presented a check to us for it, and I'll put a link to the video that they have up. But they then announce who the next month is, and your listeners, you're going to love this. It's Wisconsin Conservation Voters. So if there's any validation that their and and their work doing democracy protection around the election and getting people out around this spring election. So again, an outstanding cause. So I want to encourage all of our listeners in Dane County, please go support Delta's mission. And uh, in this month directly, 
Wisconsin conservation voters. P.O., any more thoughts that you have about this program that you want our listeners to know about? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's pretty intentional. Like, like you said, it's over 30 organizations. I think we're at 38 so far. Uh, during the <laughs> pa- pandemic, we doubled up a couple months. Um, our, our organizations have ranged from Dane County Humane Society to Gigi's Playhouse. Um, every June, uh, we work with a Black service organization in Madison um, to not only give our tips, but also we make a Black is Beautiful beer, uh, which was started by a brewery in, in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and we donate all the proceeds from that beer uh, to those local organizations, um, including Urban Triage, Nehemiah, um, and Freedom Inc. Um, we worked with adaptive sports organizations to make sure that kids and young adults have the ability to compete and uh, learn teamwork skills and, and leadership skills, uh, regardless of their disability um, or their different ability. Uh, we've worked with Fair Maps Coalition uh, and uh, Free Bikes for Kids. It's uh, the the program. Awesome. We're we're a part are, of that coalition too. Yeah. So yeah. No, it's fantastic. Listen, folks, you can hear that. Like, there's just the broad list of groups, and again, right now, like they're really smartly focused on supporting this historic election. Our democracy is at stake. I, you know, there's a whole list of issues. I can go through those lists, right? Uh, and it it doesn't matter. The fundamental thing here is our democracy, whether it functions, whether we have elections that matter, whether, you know, we're going to have judges that are actual judges who interpret the law fairly, or just really quite frankly, politicians in robes is at stake. And so, um, Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely Matt. Um, so we we have there's probably more nonprofit part nonprofit organizations in Madison per capita than anywhere in the country. We've heard that before, <laughs> uh, and we, so we have a lot of choices to make and uh, to, to cho- uh, folks to choose from. And we set out for every month in this first quarter of 2023 to be um, organizations that are going to get out the vote for this um, election in a cycle that in an April cycle, a spring cycle that. Um, generally is uh has lower turnout um and we have such an opportunity through partners like you where we we probably don't even have to get that many more votes we just have i mean we we can't stop but we just have to make sure that every every uh progressive person that's listening talks to five people talks to ten people has conversations so that and you're (laughs) you are no stranger to deep conversations uh because all of our interests are are being ignored at the state capitol, even though we uh, progressives vote in the vast majority uh, yeah. for statewide office holders. Um, we see this trend, and my business is not represented because our elected officials don't represent the votes. And one of the things that we, uh, one of the reasons that we're working with um, Wisconsin conservation voters is that, and we've worked with them a little bit in the past, um, we're also a member of 1% for the Planet, which was started by Patagonia. And so it, it creates an opportunity for businesses, for-profit businesses, theoretically for-profit businesses, uh, uh, to commit, <laughs> someday we'll make money, <laughs> uh, to commit 1% of their revenue, not their profit, because we haven't made any yet, but 1% of their revenue to environmental organizations that are vetted by the 1% for the Planet organization. So we choose organizations every year that are uh, focused on water quality resources and climate change, because those are areas that our brewing industry affects 
and we are affected by the changes um, and the uh, protections or lack thereof um, within those two areas. Uh, and so Wisconsin conservation voters is, you know, they're, they're working on the Supreme Court um, election here, but their take is, is kind of specific. It's that if we don't have uh, judges that will be fair to, uh, to the people of Wisconsin, to the rule of law, then we won't have a legislature that's fair to the people of Wisconsin, to the environment that provides all the resources that we have uh, to, to make our lives more impactful than they, they would be if, if we had dirty water or um, dirty skies. We all have different stakes in why this election matters. And uh, we can all come together. We can all coalesce around the fact that uh, we should have officials that represent the yeah. um, interests of the voting population. Yeah, no, it's it's in some ways it's very simple, but it's it it is a complicated issue of how do you get make sure you get the vote the voters out and get them engaged, and so we want to thank you for for everything right for for all the work and we want to encourage our listeners to go go attend go support again there'll be groups all the way through the election that will be supporting this work so get out. Um, and, uh, thank you. Thank you, PO for absolutely taking the time and for your support of our, our work. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for the work that you're doing. I will, I will plug that, um, on February 11th at noon, we're doing a postcard writing party, um, at the lab, uh, to through Wisconsin conservation voters to, to get a whole bunch of personalized postcards written and sent to prospective voters. That's a, that's a great idea. Again, folks, if you missed that February 11th, Go to Dell. What time? At noon. 12, noon. 12 to one thirty. Twelve to one thirty. Go sign as my, these postcards. It's a great tactic um, with conservation voters. And then you were going to um, say one other thing. Yeah, on Thursday, on Friday, the seventeenth of February, we kick off our anniversary celebration with uh, a mixer with our past nonprofit partners. Um, so at four o'clock, uh, all the way through about eight, we're going to have folks from some of our 38 organizations here to, to represent the work that they continue to do, um, get to talk to each other and share ideas and, and uh, build connections. That's a new focus of ours is to really amplify the connections between our partners and with our community. And then uh, all day on Saturday is our is our fourth anniversary. So there'll be beer releases and a, a dunk tank where all the proceeds from that are gonna go to Wisconsin Conservation Voters. So yeah, a lot, awesome. lots going on in February. That's and, awesome. Uh, and I, I do believe Robert Craig, our executive director and folks know on this show, well, is going to try to attend that. Um, on so please, yep. on, on the 17th, yeah, that mixer with all the other groups and stuff. Um, folks, try to get out and attend. Support support this great work. P.O., thank you so much for Absolutely. taking the time to thank join you. us. Yep. All right, folks. With that, we have got to wrap up this Battleground Wisconsin. We really, really want to also thank our other guest, Christy Tweed, again, of our Driftless Co-op. Please, please, if you're at all in the Driftless area, reach out to her, get involved, get involved in our political work, get involved in our permanent organizing work. And I want to thank Brian Wildridge, as always, our producer, and in this case, fellow panelist. Brian, thank you so much. Folks, we'll see you next week here at the Battleground Wisconsin, maybe... Maybe that rascal Robert Craig will be with us. We'll have to see. All right. See you next week.